Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do. Chasing the Frame. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame, and today I'm with Aaron Hawkins. Aaron, how are you today, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, you know, it's Tuesday, right? I think. I can't. I don't remember the days anymore. (laughs) I had a week off of work. Oh, man. I had a week off of work last week. I can't remember anything. (laughs) <laughs> and we're getting close to Christmas, so it's it's crunch time for forgetting days. <laughs> so uh, today, guys. Oh yeah, definitely. I hear you there. <laughs> Today's episode sixty nine, guys. And before we get into the show, I just want to do a few housekeeping items first. Also, by the way, Aaron is a actor and producer, as well as a director for his latest movie, Evil Lurks. Am I correct? Am I? That's correct. Am yes. I missing anything else that you do on uh, the film sets? By the way. I run. I do run sound. Mm. Uh, currently, I do a lot of the COVID protocols and stuff like that on set as well. So okay, all right. So uh, let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get back into it. All right, guys. So we have to first thank our affiliate partners, Artlist.io. Honestly, the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Thousands of new songs every day and unlimited downloads, which is always a plus because when you're, it's hard to find music and it's it's a pain in the ass. Artlist makes it easy and simple. Guys, if you join our affiliate link today, that's in the description, then you can get one year and two extra months free. So check out and join Artlist.io, an inspiring music licensing platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers. Second, we have merchandise for you. Teespring.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling shirts like Proof by Bear, Frame Chaser shirts, we have hashtag Frame Chaser mask for $10. Honestly, it's a comfy cloth mask and super stylish in this time of COVID and all this pandemic stuff. And it's also lets people know that you're a frame chaser on set. Third, we have to check out Production Apparel, which is a new affiliate uh, partner of ours as well. They have awesome shirts. I wore my yesterday, uh, yesterday I wore my Run BNC shirt, which you heard last week. 
on our episode uh, last week with Kevin Sanders. And then as well, I have two more shirts, which I didn't wear. I apologize. I rushed to work today and I just got home and I literally just wore this shirt. Uh, so, but there's two more, but they have great shirts. You guys should check it out. And they have also wrap shirts as well, which you guys can get into if you're doing uh, stuff for a cruise. And then fourth, it's time for that donation that we ask for for the Church of the Frame. Three ways to donate. PayPal.me slash CTF podcast. One-time donation. Two, Patreon $5 a month membership, which gives you early access to audio and visual content a week before it airs. And three, in the links below in our YouTube, you have uh, our cryptocurrencies that we let you send to us. Uh, if you have those, that goes straight to our trust wallet, and that will... Uh, fund our projects. All this stuff will fund our projects for future endeavors as well. And last but not least, please like our Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube page and hit that notification bell if you are on that YouTube page as well. So let's get to it, guys. Who's ready to chase frames today? So Aaron, the first question I ask everyone on the podcast is where are you from originally? I am originally from Batavia, Illinois. Okay. where? How far is that from uh, Chicago? We're about 45 minutes west of Chicago. Okay. So, and the second question I ask everyone on the, on the show is, uh, what was that movie, TV show, actor, director that you, you know spoke to you uh, and you said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Oh, there's so many out there. I would say Quentin Tarantino is like on the top of the list for me. Okay. What, uh, what, Just, I don't... what was that? I, I don't know what it is about him. I guess uh, it's maybe, maybe to me, he's like mil- militaristic mm-hmm. to me. And what, what do you mean in militaristic? Because that's my background. Okay. You mean like the style he does, like uh, works in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for, for his actors, he, he, he wants a lot of his stuff done verbatim. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, most of it. So, yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh my! <laughs> tough, tough questions right off the bat. <laughs> I I like them all, but I would have to say Hollywood, the, mo- the most recent one that came out. Okay, why Hollywood? That's, that's, my, that's my most favorite. I I just like the whole nostalgic feel to it, you know, mm-hmm. the throwback look and stuff like that, and the color, the coloring of it's really good. Yeah, I also do like uh, Pulp Fiction too, mm-hmm. so. I love John Travolta too. So okay, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I, He's a clown. He's a clown. I, I I love him. Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I still never saw like Pulp Fiction in order, like from movie, like from start to finish. I've always seen it in sections. I've never seen it in the full, like straight, like yeah. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> that makes two of us. Yep. I I do want to see. Uh, yep. I know. I know. Tarantino wrote True Romance. True, ah, I can't speak. True Romance, and I've been wanting to see that lately a lot. I heard that's really good. Uh, even though that's not him, I think that's Tony Scott who directed that. But Tarantino wrote it, if I'm not mistaken. I think I think so. I think he did write it. But yeah, I, I like I like his work for some reason. He's just just out there for some reason. It would you who who's your next favorite? If I have to ask, let me let me see. Let me see who else you like. <clears throat> Boy. Well, I love Spielberg's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love his work. Um, yeah. I I want to say Rob. I like Rob Zombie, but Three from Hell. Okay. No. I, you know, good for me at all. <laughs> I can't. I can't get behind Rob Zombie. I have to. I, I have to disagree. Kindly disagree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I. That's. That's all right. I mean. I mean. I. 
It's just so hard to mm. like like his stuff. I guess yeah. I like him as an artist, as far as musician. Yeah, but his agree. his movies are have a lot to be desired for. I have three from hell on Blu-ray, and I regret buying it. <laughs> <laughs> was that the that was the sequel to uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, right? If I'm not mistaken, correctly. And that I believe so. I'd have to look it up off the top of my head. Yeah, I believe it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So uh, Tarantino inspired you, basically, in a sense, right? You're saying so. When when did yeah. you start like getting that bug to? Do, how how old were you when you you know got that bug to do that? Then do this. To be an actor in that mm-hmm. sort of thing, I started doing that around oh gosh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay. But prior to that, I've always loved the industry, uh, the arts industry in general. I started designing drawing cartoons stuff like that when i was 13 oh wow design houses in high school uh went to graphic design school for uh design work for mm-hmm. a website and stuff like that website design and all other kind yeah. of designs basically anything tangible and intangible i could design like wow. the evil Lurks poster i created myself that's awesome uh, shit so, man i can't draw for shit yeah. so i i i uh, appreciate you 100 percent. like i'm not gonna lie like uh, i gotta i was my in college i had to take a drawing class and the teacher's like you suck at draw basically said you suck at drawing why are you here i'm like i'm here for video like i don't i don't draw like i can't draw for shit like <laughs> like what do you like i had to take this fucking class like jesus <laughs> but uh, yeah. but growing up like like you said you uh, did animation right you said uh, cartoons yeah, yeah, drew like cartoons and stuff like that. You know, car- drew cartoon figures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was in a lot of art classes, yeah, in junior high and high school and stuff like that. I never took any acting courses mm-hmm. until after college. But even going back to the the drawing stuff, like cart- uh, cartoon wise, like who is inspiring you then? Were you like a big Looney Tunes fan? Like you know, uh, who else? Uh, you know, maybe uh, I can't like anime. You know that style of what was what drew to you in that sense? Nothing. No, I'm, I'm blanking. Um. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not blanking. Uh, no, I am. Dennis and Menace. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> am, I, am I missing shot? Am I, am I missing things? <laughs> no, no. Actually, Dennis and Menace inspired me for for the cartoon drawing side, and so did Dick Tracy. Okay, nice. And then, so then, let's go back then to college. You said that's or after college. You said right is acting. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what? What made you go to acting then in that regard? Like, where did, it, where did that bug hit you? From from the Tarantino movies? From Tarantino movies, from watching all kinds of different sitcoms on TV mm. and going to theaters and watching movies in general. Yeah. Uh, that really brought me to it. And I got, I get, I'm the type of person that gets bored really easily. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go outside of the graphic design realm and go to acting school. Okay. And and what was that like doing acting school for you? What was it like? Yeah. I mean, everyone has different experiences. It was, it was a lot of fun. My first, my very first class was pretty damn intense. What, what was so intense and about that first class? It brought it, it kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're in your own shell, your own, you're in your own mind and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It brought that out in me just in the very first class. Yeah. I mean, Right, right when we went into class, they said that you're going to be, we're going to teach you how to be fearless on mm. stage and that sort of thing. 
And I went to, uh, actually, I'm going to plug them. We went to Black Box Acting College, Acting School, I have mm-hmm. to say, in Chicago. Gotcha. And the, the, the owners of that school are ensemble members at Steppenwolf out there. What, uh, what's, Steph- so. what's Steppenwolf? I, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Steppenwolf is a theater company out in Chicago. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, it's like one of the best out there, if not the best. Gotcha. Uh, what like what acting techniques were they teaching you? Like, were they focusing on a certain acting uh, um, style, or was it like very here you're going to learn a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this? Actually, they they focused. Well, they did focus when I was there on the Meisner technique. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's still the same. Gotcha. Are you? Are you? Yeah. And what's that? I was going to ask. Are you a fan of that technique? Do you still use that technique? Yes. Yes, I do. I still use that technique to this day, and it, it's good. It's it's gotten me quite a few gigs, uh, from commercials mm. to being playing a bad guy, playing a playing in a comedy thing, yeah. just different all kind different all kinds of roles. So yeah. Um. So then, after, what was your first then performance or acting job? My first acting job or gig was in a movie called Secret Lover. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's a Muslim love story, and I played the neighbor. I believe his name was Danny or Dan. Yeah. I was the neighbor that was apprehensive about coming up to the neighbors, and you know, didn't feel welcome around them, and they made me feel welcome with open arms mm-hmm. in that movie. And I also played a secondary role in that movie a shopper inside of a Grateful Dead style kind of store. And my role in that was I had to talk on the phone to, I believe it was my, uh, my, my wife and explain to her why I was in this store shopping for when I could be hanging out with my friends, watching a ball game kind of thing. <laughs> Interesting. So it, was, it, was complete, it was complete improv. Yeah. And every single take, we yelled, they yelled cut, and everyone just started laughing at what I was saying. I was like, I was just coming right off the cuff just saying what I would normally say. Why would I want to go out shopping for my wife and I go hang out with more beer? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the real things in life. Come on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Priorities, man. Pri- yeah. I mean, I don't want to go shopping at the time with my fiance. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm. That's on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw you out. She's not gonna like listen that. to this somehow. <laughs> She'll hear it though. Yeah, sh- I'll tell her when she gets home. Don't worry. <laughs> Put my foot down. Finally, no, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> so okay, so you did that role. You did, which is crazy. You did two mm-hmm. roles, which like, I, I. It's funny because like, would you? Did you feel like? It's not the same character. It's a different character. Like it. That's fascinating because it's like. You know, are people gonna like? Were you thinking like people are gonna notice me as the character over there, and then people are gonna notice me as this character? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, did you feel apprehensive about that at all? Like, doing the two roles in one movie? I didn't feel apprehensive about it at all. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't see my face in the second role. They just heard my voice. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah, so that's 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 why. So that's why I felt felt good about it. Even if they did see my face. They would probably do 
do something to alter it, make me look older. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, yeah. just like just like they do in Hollywood. So yeah. So then what was the yeah. what was that whole set experience like? Were you ner- before you even got onto that set, were you nervous? Were you you know, were you were you ex- I'm guessing excited as well, nervous, excited, scared? You know, what were your feelings going through doing your first big role like that or a role like that? I was shitting a fucking brick, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Someone Don't finally answered. Lie, Someone answered with shitting a brick finally on this podcast. It took 69 episodes to do it. Thank you. This makes me excited. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out, man. I was sitting in my car waiting for everyone to show up at set because I show up to set early. That way I'm on time. Yeah, yeah. And... I got I got in there and I'm thinking I'm gonna be like a background extra role, and they hand me the script. They're like, "You have ten minutes to learn your lines." I'm like, "Oh, okay, no pressure." <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it it went off without a hitch. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun. So that's good. So yeah. then, that- uh, <laughs> then, what was that next sure. gig you got after that? Oh man! Well, hmm. uh, I've done a lot of independent work with mm-hmm. uh, my buddy uh, Dre Boyd out here in yeah. Aurora, Chicago area. I did I did a lot of background work with mm-hmm. all the Chicago shows. Uh, did background work with the movie Captive State that has starring John Goodman, and I think there's a couple the gentleman from Moonlight was in that movie as well. Okay, which that movie did horribly. What the John Goodman movie? Yeah, it oh. was a $25 million budget. I don't even think it made budget back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I never even heard of it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look shit. it up. It's called Captive State. My car is in the first scene, and I'm in the last two scenes. One of them, I'm dressed up in all yellow, and one of them, I'm dressed up in, like, winter clothes, walking yeah. to and from a building. Yeah. They needed me to sign a likeness release because of I was seen on camera, clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but recently, recently, I've just been doing a lot of you know, independent films yeah. here and there, writing my own, like, evil lurks. I mm-hmm. wrote, I created it and co-wrote it with a, a friend of mine named Chris Shern. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, he, he approached me one day because we work together. We work at a company that does public service announcements. Yeah. And two years ago, he approached me based on my movie poster and said, Hey, what's this? Mm-hmm. I told him what's going on. I'm like, dude, I need 10,000 to do this film. Yeah. He goes, no, you don't. We'll just, we'll just get a bunch of people together and we'll, we'll do it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's rewrite it and make it a feature then. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my first feature film that I wrote. And yeah. my, my mentor even asked me like, why do a feature first? I'm like, why not? Yeah. Why? Why? why I, mean, not? I mean, shit, like dive into the 12 foot deep pool, like, and oh, learn how yeah. to swim. Like, like, you know, just go for it. Or as Nike says, just do it. So there's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, but also mm-hmm. you said something very interesting too, uh, which you said you had a poster already of this evil lurks, right? So did you, when yeah. did you start writing evil lurks prior to the poster or did you just make a poster for, you know, just post one day out of the blue and then, you know, oh, that's a good idea. I like this idea. Let me start writing it. 
I actually created the poster while I was writing the movie because I was originally going to do the movie as a short film. Okay. Because that's how it was set up. So for an, to win an Academy Academy Award, it has to be 40 minutes runtime yeah. at, at the very maximum for a short film. So I had enough for 40 minutes. So I'm like, eh, while I was writing it, I was designing the poster at the same time. Yeah. So. Well, uh, how... Yeah. How hard was it to write a, a feature? Was it easy for you to write that down? On pen? Some people, it takes a while. Some people, like, you know, it's easy. Some people, you know, it's different Different strokes for different folks, as they say. It was, it was easy to have a co-writer with me to do mm-hmm. it because um, we were bouncing ideas off one another. Yeah. And, like, one idea was, let's, let's have someone singing in the movie. I'm like, sure, fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. So, you have someone singing in a movie. <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> so, so you go into production now for Evil Lurks, and mm-hmm. what was that whole production like? So, you're you're director, you're producing it. You're, uh, I think I saw you uh, shot it as well. You're a cinematographer, if that's what IMDb says. Going off of what that says, yeah. And then, yeah. Did you hold on? Let me, let me make sure. So I have cheat a little bit here <laughs> and you edit it as well That's too cool. you did everything you you robert 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 um, it sounds like yeah we yeah I, i'm i can't i can't take credit for the editing okay but i mean i did do a little bit of editing being a little bit maybe like one percent of it okay um as this production grew mm-hmm. we brought on more and more and more people yeah. Like now we have someone doing the the mastering the sound, yeah. uh, mixing the sound. We have someone doing the editing, doing the special effects, helping us out with the green screen stuff, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I can't take credit for a lot of the editing, but I do. I'm I am in an editing process, whereas I get the clips sent to me, and yeah. I either approve them or say, hey, you know what. Oh, let's try this. Let's try that kind of thing. Gotcha. Well, so. you are the director. You should have final say in what goes what goes in the film. So that's that is a plus. Yes, that is <laughs> that is that is very correct. Yes. How how long <laughs> did this? It, this oh. is a very team effort. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, filmmaking is a very team effort as well. So I mean, that's it's always good to have a great team behind you as well whenever you're doing any project whatsoever. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, how long did it take to make Evil Lurks? From writing or from first tripod on the ground? First tripod on the ground. First shot, yeah. First shot was around May 9th, May 10th of last year. Mm-hmm. And we wrapped principal, we ran principal filming around November, December. Of, of 2019 as well? 2019, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was it like being a first-time director? Or was this your first feature film? Directing? Yeah, this is my first feature film. What was it like directing? Were you shitting a brick again directing this? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wasn't really shitting a brick. I was just like just being myself with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um there we had an actress on set that was kind of nervous, so yeah. I would pull out my strange comedic side and talk in a southern language, talk in a southern draw with her kind of break up the, the the nervousness with her yeah um and 
we we grew to become a really humongous family hmm. because there is i think i don't have my seat on me but i think there's at least 20 actors with at least two or three lines of dialogue in the movie wow so Tw- we don't have we didn't really have any background extra hmm. background actors or anything like that wow uh so what is what is Evil Works about? Tell us, tell us a little bit about it. Well, I'm actually going to cheat myself because I my memory is bad. So you it's know. okay. We, we <laughs> it happens. It's Tuesday today, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is Taco Tuesday right now. So oh my god, know. tacos sound delicious today. Ugh. Taco oh Tuesday. I don't even talk about that now. I'm hungry. You're the one who mentioned okay. Taco Tuesday. Well, I know, I know, I know. Damn it. Now, there's a lot of Mexican restaurants up on me, so I'm going to go there after. Good, good okay. call. Well, this, <laughs> well, the movie, I mean, the synopsis mm. is basically described, really is a d- good description about the movie. And yeah. by the way, it's at evilworksmovie.com. Mm. You know, Kimberly's haunted by grief and loss, seeks out the help she needs to find peace through group hypnotherapy. Yeah. He is quickly singled out by hypnotist Harold, who she doesn't realize is possessed by a great known evil known as a shushman that lurks the earth every blood moon. She is brutally sexually assaulted and traumatized and shipped off to a mental hospital where she eventually gives birth to Harold's child. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 15 years later, the blood moon rises again and Kimberly senses the evil has returned and her estranged daughter Erica is in serious danger. It'll take her it'll take all of her resources, courage, and strength to find and save her daughter from the evil that lurks by the light of the blood moon. That's the synopsis. Interesting. So, I, I got this like yeah. Rosemary Rosemary's baby's vibe and like I saw the trailer and I kinda got like the serpent and the rainbow vibe too, which I don't know many people know mm-hmm. that movie, but like I felt like that no. was, you don't, you never saw it or you, you have. I have not seen it. I've never even heard of that movie. It's a Wes Craven movie. It's about voodoo. Really? Um, it's about voodoo. Yeah. It's Bill Pullman's in it. Mm. And that movie freaked me the fuck out. So <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> so the trailer freaked you out a little bit. Though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I got, I got like that type of vibe from it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. it was, I, I, I'm really excited to see it. When do you, when do you plan on having it come out? The movie is going to be released spring slash summer of 2021. Okay. And this podcast that just We're real it, close to pick a lot. Perfect. Because by the time this podcast comes out, I believe it'll be April ish. If I do my math correctly, it's not my math day. It's not Monday. So it's not math yeah. Monday. Um, so, so if I'm not mistaken, if I did all my thinking correctly, my timetable correctly, I believe this would come out like the middle of April, let's say middle April, May. So hopefully by the time this comes out, sure. the movie will be out. Yep. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. And then another yeah. question for you too, yeah. uh, about evil lurks and directing it as well is what, what, what did you, what did you take away from it? What did you learn directing a movie? What did you take away from just doing all this stuff? I learned that I can't run a camera and direct at the same time. Number one, (laughs) 
thank God for my my cinematographer slash DP Jeremy Applebaum. He came on board in the middle of production and helped us film the entire rest of the movie. Nice. Thank God for him because he brought on board cameras, mm-hmm. uh, glass, also known as lenses, and a ton of lights. Nice. Thank Always God a plus. Because <laughs> Always a plus to have those things. Yeah, you're you're not kidding. I mean, when we were when we were filming the house scenes, mm. I can I can really 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 thank thank God that it was overcast for all those shots. Yeah, because it made it easier for us to do night shots because we just had a light outside of a window imitating a moonlight coming into the into the room, which worked perfectly. That's awesome. So you were you were very yeah. blessed in those days of filming. Then that's a, that's a good thing. Yes, <laughs> that's a good. Any, very, 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 very. Yeah. Anything else you learned you, that you take away that you know for next time not to do or what to do? Uh, have an assistant. Definitely have an assistant because you know having having myself direct and my co-writer actually stepping up in a big way, mm-hmm. helping me co-direct and that sort of thing. Have an assistant. Have have more PAs on set. Have more gaffers. Have more grips. Have more. Have more of everybody mm. in the backdrop to kind of throw in and help out. Because when it was all said and done, when we needed help, we actually had a lot of our actors step into other roles and say, "Hey, I'll help with, you know, yeah. placing people, blocking." Uh, being stand-in, doing this, doing that. At one point in time, we had one of our actors take a white dry erase board and write the write the actor's lines on it and put it next to the camera because she was just struggling and struggling and struggling yeah. trying to get her lines down. And it was crucial at that point for that Quentin Tarantino moment to happen because we had to have it verbatim. Yeah. What would you say about 100% of the movie is verbatim from your script? You didn't deviate at all? Oh, no. The, the script, um, I would like to say 85% of the script is is in the movie as far as the language goes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, I, know, I know a lot of the actors added stuff here and there to make it their own, which is great because yeah. we want the actors to own that role. Yeah. Own that character because if you don't it's going to come off as robotic and cheesy in my opinion very true and also the <laughs> i had this same experience i had an experience like that on the set where actors were kind of adding their own flair but we didn't have a script supervisor so when mm-hmm. you look at the footage and you're like well someone didn't say the same line the same way and you're like oh shit <laughs> That's not yep. fun. That that happened to you as well. Did you did you at least have a? Oh, I hope you had a script supervisor or at least someone doing script supervising. Oh, okay. Then you. Yeah, me. Okay, <laughs> me, perfect. <laughs> me and and a few others like the the teenage actress that came up. Mm-hmm. She came up from Murfreesboro, Illinois, which mm-hmm. is six hours south of here. Holy shit! Southwest or somewhere down there. Yeah, yeah pretty far. And and her her mom would help out with that as well. So we had, we had a lot of people, a lot of hands on the script. Yeah. So it's always a plus. It's, it it sounds like it was a great team, a great great team effort effort from everyone. And again, I'm really looking forward to seeing the film. 
Um, what what is next for you? What what are you what are you playing next after Evil Lurks? I um I am I am working on three more horror films, two of which are mine. One of which is a creation of one of one of the lead actors from Evil Lurks, actually. Mm. Um, the title of the movie is called Puppy. It's in it's in the writing process right now. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called Doomsday that I am doing a complete overhaul and rewrite on with my good writing friend Dre Boyd. Mm-hmm. And we we we're going to be meeting next actually tomorrow about it and writing a treatment out for it. Yeah. And then I'm all, and then I'm taking on the responsibility of writing the prequel for Oh, okay. When when yeah. did you think about the prequel? Did you think about it during the making of the film or did you have that already planned in the pipeline a long time ago when you wrote the uh when you guys wrote that original draft? I actually thought like when we were in the middle of filming Evil Earth, I'm like, damn. You know what? I'm gonna write a sequel. Yeah. But I'll I also let my writing dictate whether it's gonna be a sequel or a prequel. Mm. And it's and it's heading towards a prequel. So Interesting. I, I'd rather get the prequel I'd rather get the prequel out of the way because I see a lot of movies, they do a lot of sequel, sequel, sequel. Yeah. And then they hit you with a prequel like twenty years later. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. That, you know? That is true. <laughs> That's always a pain in the ass. Or they hit you with a uh a reboot fresh like twenty years later. I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. say Terminator did that, but Terminator did that, and I love I love the Terminator franchise. If I might have to shit on it again mm-hmm. for a second, <laughs> I mean, as much if I can just if I can just tangent tan, tangent down the Terminator lane real quick. As much as I love the first two, mm-hmm. I think Dark Fate. It's for me one, two, Dark Fate, Genesis. Even though everyone hates Genesis, three, Salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree there. Yeah, Genesis oh, was not one of my favorites. But it's it's better than what oh. I expected, and it was the thing I was expecting was the future war, and the future war and salvation was crapola. I feel like even though it was the beginning, and that's a whole nother story for a whole nother. You know, a whole, me feeling about that is just ugh, annoying. I was annoyed. Oh yeah. Sorry, my disgust for Terminator. My disgust for Terminator <laughs> Salvation just really is really deep. It's really deep. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, just, you even look annoyed and just like, uh, it, like I, I went just, to see. I, I mean, this nope. Salvation I went to see at, at midnight, and I was like, "This is the fucking shits." Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Don't whatever. Right, okay, but anyway, back, back, back. So prequel to Evil Works. At the have to get off this. So prequel, yeah. um, puppy, and I think you said one more thing. If I'm mistaken, I apologize. I forgot what it was. Doom, doomsday. Doomsday. Uh, are you all? Are you directing all three of those? No, I. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna direct any of them. Okay, just producing. Um, uh, with with. Yeah, I, I would like to just produce it. I mean, it depends on it depends on funding too. I would like to get, get the script out there and try to get funding for it. Yeah, because I have some pretty pretty high goals for yeah. especially Evil Lurks the prequel. Uh, well, I had a funding goal for I have funding question. Sorry for you. 
um, was this, did you, th- this, did this movie have funding for, or what, like, I think you mentioned, like, I, you said you need 10K, but your friends, like, just do it with no money. So, did you end up ever getting some funding for Evil Lurks, or was it like, let's just make it for, you know, little to no money, and then, like, let's try to sell it to get that funding for the next movie, which is the prequel? Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, it was all funded by myself and uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris, my uh, my co-writer. It was all we all we put all the money into it. Uh, you know, the food, the uh, the gear, and yeah. stuff like that. If we had to, if we had to buy a location, or not buy a location, if we had to rent a location, which we thankfully didn't have to, mm. we had a lot of gracious people. You know, donate their places for us to film in and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like one of, one of our actors, she let us film in our, in our house because mm. we lost our original house. Oh shit! So we filmed in her house. Yeah, I would say at least at least five or six times, if not more. Mm. Uh, she contributed to craft services by having a cookout. Yeah. So I mean, it was just a humongous, like I said, family and team effort. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I don't see the actors or anybody that worked on this project as an actor or as post-production mm. i see them as family because we spent months together yeah like doing this on weekends doing this on friday doing this on days we can film so you know let me let me ask you this too what was the hardest day of filming or what was the hardest or worst day of filming and what was the best day of filming and you can't say every oh, day man you can't I'll, I'll you can't say every day <laughs> Damn! Why you gotta fuck with me like that, man? Hey, I I, I can I can I you know I know when people are gonna say it every day, and I can I just tell I have a feeling you're gonna use it. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't gonna use it, so touche to you. All sir. right, you got me um, there. The worst, the worst day I would say was when we had to film at the original house. Mm-hmm. Or the, the original house that the uh, that our actress allowed us to film in, and then we had to move to another location that uh, Chris's friend provided, and that was an apartment. And we were there. We were filming. I'd say we we're there until about like one forty-five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a eighteen-hour day, and we were we were all tired. I was, Chris was getting on my nerves. He was getting on, yeah, I was getting on his nerves. And we yeah. were just kind of like, head. like I, was, I was just so done. I'm like, our call time is changing for the next day. What time was it? Sorry, I didn't hear you. I mean, I, I said our call, our call time was changing for the very next day. Oh, okay. And wait, I made it later so that I could get some sleep because I was just beat. Yeah. That was the worst day. <laughs> um, the, I, wa- I want to say that, I mean, we, we had a lot of good days, but I want to say the best day was mm. where we had all the fight choreography and the, and the sexual assault scene, which was cool because there's a lot of blood involved mm. and, and all that. In fact, I made a meme of, of I think it was, Chris, Chris is actually in the movie. He plays the hypnotist okay. and the therapist. 
I actually have a, a still shot of him holding the actress in the air, choking her out, and it says, pineapple or pizza. Because <laughs> she likes pineapple on pizza, so of course, I had to get her some of that. Oh my god. No. That's another thing. No, not, 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 not pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Oh, that, that is a sin. A, a deadly <laughs> sin. Um, uh. Yes. It, it is. Oh my god. I'm try, disgusted. Try telling, try telling her that. <laughs> you know what else is and ranch on I don't know about ranch, I don't know about you, but ranch on pizza too is just like my a mind fuck for me. What's that? Ranch on pizza? When people put ranch dressing on pizza? Oh no. I'm like, what? Uh I just I just <laughs> I just look at them like what the f- what? The first time I saw that, I just like I was like and you were yeah, <laughs> and you wear a man too while you're eating it. <sighs> oh God! Yes, yeah, I'm gonna have to take some like heartburn medicine after this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now you leave me lose track after the pineapple and pizza thing. Have... <laughs> oh jeez! Well, you can ask. You can ask. You can ask my uh, actress Amanda Winston how much she loves pineapple on pizza. Oh. It makes no sense. It it make oh my god. Oh. I know. I know. I know. <sighs> All right. All right. I have to think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me. I had my train of thought. Then the pineapple on pizza just threw me off for a second. Hold on. Let me think where I was. Okay, we're talking about that. Me and best day. Okay. No, I totally lost my best fucking... Best day and worst day. Yeah, best day and worst day, but now I was like, I have a follow-up question to you as well. Um, but now I just fucking blanked out. But anywho, we'll go... It'll come back to me in a second after. But let me ask you this, too. I mean, we'll we'll kind of transition a little bit into the second half of our show, which is when we talk about the film communities. And, you know, yeah. I'm always curious also when we have people from different you know areas as well, what the film community in their respective state is. Uh, what it's like, you know, the strengths, the weaknesses, and what can, what what they think they can do to improve. I always ask that with all my Vegas people. You know, I ask them the strengths, the weaknesses, and what can we do to improve the Vegas community. So let me ask you this: What can, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the uh, Chicago film community or the Illinois film community? Well, I mean, I would like to think the strengths of the Illinois film community is where. We're like a huge family, mm. I would like to think. Yeah. Uh, we like to help out everyone. Like, I keep on going back to my buddy, Trey Boyd. I'm, I help him out with whatever he needs. Mm-hmm. I was I sat with him uh, a couple weeks ago, helping him out with a uh, track. A, com- a, short, a short comedy film that he wrote. Yeah. Um, and also, I'd also like to say the bigger community with that is having three Dick Wolf productions. Um, oh yeah, forgot about that actually. That's big, yeah, that's big. What is, is it? Yeah. It's Chicago. I mean, I'm getting, obviously Chicago PD, Chicago Fire. What's the third one? Chicago Med Fire and PD. Oh okay, I didn't know there was a Med Med one. Wow. Shit, Dick Wolf. Yeah, there president. used to be Chicago Justice, but that was a one and done. Oh, yeah, I mean, 
Dick Wolf, man, fucking just run for president in 2024. Goddamn. <laughs> that man's creating right? jobs like all over. Yeah, he prints money, man. Yeah. There's no he, doubt about he it. Is, he's actually Steve Mnuchin, but <laughs> he's just printing money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. What are the weak? Uh, is there any more strengths, by the way, or is that all the strengths of a anything else that you're uh, missing? I I know there's probably a million more strengths, but um, I know the biggest weakness is the weather. The weather? Why? Why is the weather? The why, biggest weakness is weather. Why, why is the weather a big weakness? I feel like it's kind of a a good thing because you have variety in what you can shoot as well, too, though. But again, I'm guessing because if you're shooting, let me as Assume, I guess, for a second, see if I'm right or wrong. Because if you're shooting on a sunny day, then all of a sudden it starts raining, you're kind of fucked, also. Yes, pretty much. I mean, unless you want that rainy yeah. kind of look, then you're fine. Um, like, in ex- I, know, I'm, I know you're familiar with uh, extreme heat being where you live. Yeah. You know, cameras don't operate well under extreme heat. Yeah. Um, they, don't op- they don't operate well under extreme cold either. So. Well, yeah, that's true. And neither do the actors. <laughs> that's, that's also true. I, I don't operate in cold either. I fucking hate filming in the winter. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do too. I do too, man. <laughs> I, I'm, actually from, do it. I'm actually from New Jersey originally, so I, I don't miss snow at all. And I've been so like used to like warm weather that if I ever go back to New Jersey, I don't want. I had to go back in the winter. And I hated it. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. It was just too fucking cold. So I, I got like that when I moved to Washington State. Oh, okay, yeah. For like seven years, I got used to the mild winters because mm-hmm. we lived west of Seattle on the peninsula. Yeah, that peninsula. And I got used to that mild. Winters. I moved back here. I'm like. You're freezing my fucking ass off. Yeah, yeah, like it's, and then also out here it's pretty bad because in the mornings, in the last few mornings, it's like 40, 30 degrees. Because I work four a.m. to one p.m. Because I work for the news, so I work the morning show. And like this morning, it wasn't windy when I left uh-huh. my house, but like twenty minutes to get, like you know, it took me whatever to get to work and get to the location where we're shooting in the morning. And I'm like, it's windy and cold. I have three coats on, and I'm like sweating. Because I have to go back in the car because I have to wait for my live shot. Because I'm like, do I turn off the heat? But I don't want to turn off the heat because I got to be warm. Because if I step out in like 20 minutes, I'm going to be cold again if I take off a jacket. So it's very, you know, first world problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Thank you. I know. It's I, it's a pain. But um, any... Uh, Besides weather, was there any more weakness, anything else that you can think of? Or that's the only one you, you know, let me ask you this, actually, about the weaknesses. There's something that a lot of the Vegas people say out here, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I'm guessing it might be true everywhere. People, you know, people say there's clicks. Is that true in the Chicago, you know, uh, film community? Is there, do you feel that there's click clicks to it? Oh, yeah, there's clicks out here. Oh yeah. So it's not just Vegas. Okay. Good good to know. Good to know. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think I think it's everywhere personally. Yeah. I I I think so too, but then I mean, I also think like in, you know, California everyone helps everyone and like all that stuff and there's I mean, very minimal click clicks. I mean, cuz I guess 
I think I see it more because, you know, we're such a smaller state in the way of how many people are populated here and how big the film community is. So I think it's more visible. Is is it more visible? Is it visible? Is it pretty visible in Chicago or is it more like there's a lot more people there in that regard of it? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's really as visible mm. as people think. Yeah. But it, it's it, but it's out there. I know it is because mm-hmm. I see it. I see it advertised on, on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Which which is fine. I mean, you know, each of their own. I yeah. mean, I like I like I like I like who I work with with Dre and yeah. his cinematographers and and my and my crew and my actors and that sort of things. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so. let. What, well, I don't think I have to ask you this because you have fucking Dick Wolf Productions there, basically. I was going to say, what can you guys do to get to the next level? But obviously, that, that gets you to the next level right there. But unless, unless there's something that I'm missing, what what do you think can get Chicago even further in the uh, level up? Uh, get more get more uh, TV shows, get more movies filming out here. Because we lost, we lost Empire. You lost what? Empire. Vampire? Oh, or Empire. Yeah, Empire, Empire, the TV show. Oh, okay. I, so I cut out when you were saying Empire. Yeah. It sounded like you said Vampire at the same time. So I was like, wait, what? Oh. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, the TV show, TV show Empire. Yeah, they're, 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 they're done. They're done. Filming. Oh, okay. In- interesting. I never watched that show. Yeah. yeah. But, um. But, it was okay. I mean, they were known, they were known for a lot of overtime. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Double pay, right? Uh, but, yep. But we're getting to the end now of our podcast, Aaron. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's it's been really you know getting to know who you are and you know seeing your journey as well. I have two last questions for you. One is, what's your social media? If you'd like to give that away. Okay, well, I have quite a few social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Evil Lurks on Facebook. We have uh, Crazy Rock Films in association with Suicide Productions on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have a website for the Evil Lurks movie. It's called evillurksmovie.com. And we also have an Instagram page. Okay. And then my last question is, what is that last uh, golden nugget, that solid piece of information you want to give people that are listening to this show today? Okay. Solid piece of information I would like to provide for everyone that's in this business. Even if they're not in this business, is to chase your dreams. Never let anybody tell you no. Um, I had someone say that this was a pipe dream, and I have the attitude of, hold my beer, watch this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, be fearless. Uh, you're going to get told no a lot in this business. Don't let it get to you. Uh, align yourselves with like-minded individuals in this business 
that's has artistic flair, has great ideas, and that sort of thing. Because you'll need it. Um, seek out. I mean, have, have a mentor. Find find someone that could mentor you. I have two mentors myself that live out in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I went to high school with, and he's in the biz. So that's that's huge because without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Very true. Yeah. And that's the honest to God because without, without someone mentoring you and trying and answering all the questions you may think they are, you know, it's it, it, it's priceless to have someone that all have answers at any time of day for you. Yeah, I I learned uh recently probably within the last year year and a half how important a mentor is and i totally agree with you how how important having one is and i think everyone should have at least you know a mentor even for me too a peer i think and be a mentor as well for anyone if you know because if you guys push each other you know that's that's mentoring i i, I would assume for me that's mentoring as well but totally uh but aaron yeah. uh, Thank you so much. Absolutely true. Oh, oh, sorry. It cut off at the same time, so I apologize what we were saying. I said totally. That's absolutely true, man. I totally agree with what you said. Okay, cool, cool. But uh, Aaron, we're at the end of our show. I just want to thank you again so much for you know taking the time out to be on the show and you know talk to me about your journey. It was awesome to you know get to know you and you know learn about you and learn about Evil Lurks and your, all your other projects too. I wish you the best of luck. Um, again, thank you so much. And again, guys, thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. I think there's some more that I missed out somewhere, but those are the important ones to me. I can't do this without my frame chasers, and I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all you listeners out there. I hope you're getting some great Bible information and learning something from it because we all have a story to tell, and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. I hope the people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. So again, guys, thank you for listening, and have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. We'll hopefully catch you next Wednesday on Chasing the Frame. Bye, everyone.